Hello, welcome to Blaze Bodies Tuesday, the 29th of March. My name's Ben. On the line, it is Andrew. How's things, mate? All right, mate. How are you? I'm okay, thank you. Hay fever is kicking in, so... I'm glad uh, I thought I had COVID earlier, because I've been sort of coughing and sneezing a little bit. I had a test, it was fine. But yeah. Over twice in three months, I'm not one of them, am I? <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll try not to uh, sniff or blow my nose too audibly during this, but uh, no, otherwise, absolutely fine, mate. Um, yeah, it's it's been... What are we on now? Ten days since United's last game. It's been quite mm. surreal, really, with um, <laughs> not having a game every three days. And then just sort of last week, I think last Thursday, I was thinking, God, it's a bit quiet, isn't it? You know, there's like there's no real reason to go on like the S2 forum and Blades yeah, Twitter. Yeah. Nothing's happening. Next thing I know, United have dropped a new signing on us in yeah. the, the middle of March. What's going on here? I was really excited about it until I saw where he was signed from, and I thought there is no way I can get a view from from this done. And that was my first, my initial thing was, oh no, not Russia. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Philip Aremovich, who United have signed from um, Rubin Kazan, a uh, Russian Premier League side. Uh, he's Croatian, a Croatian international actually, um, mm. with six caps to his name. A defender, which helps. Um, yeah. I know absolutely nothing about this player. Uh, I'm assuming you're in, you're in the same boat prior to no, signing. No, no, I just I just keep thinking if he's got six caps for Croatia, he, he, there must be something about him. So I don't think it's going to be a. I'm hoping. I mean, I think the the obvious sort of comparison, if you're looking at it negatively, is the Retsos deal. Um, but I think I don't know. I think to get six caps for his country, 25 years old captain at uh, Ruben Kazan as well. I'm not like sort of thinking he's going to be the next big thing for us, but I think there's definitely, you know, definitely uh, cause for enthusiasm. I think. Yeah, let me explode the Retsos thing right now because uh, <laughs> I mean, the reason he didn't play for us wasn't because he was necessarily terrible. It's because we had a really good yeah. non-injured over the age of 18 central defence, and we didn't you actually... You weren't there, man, for his minute cameo at Reading in the club. <laughs> I wasn't, yeah. Did he play midfield in that game? I think he did. He, did, he, yeah. he like booted the ball in the air once, and then just, yeah, it looks, looks like he'd never played before, but yeah. We were also in the Premier League. We were also really good at the time. Um, mm. He obviously didn't... Uh, we didn't retain his services after the, uh, whatever... Covid lockdown yeah, operation yeah. restart project restart bloody hell it's not even been two years and I've already forgotten the name of it all <laughs> um, probably probably willfully I suppose um, yeah. so yeah I'll explain that one straight away I think even without any knowledge of what kind of um, uh, ability level Aremovic has mm. the main thing for me is does he pass these three tests one is he a defender two is he an adult human <laughs> three can he run. Doesn't even need to be able to run fast. He just needs to be able to move at some kind of speed yeah. related. We've got the to... first two ticked off. We haven't seen the third one in action, but I presume <laughs> he can run. Um, another thing as well is I did actually get a couple of quotes, not enough to make a, a view from because it had just been like four or five quotes. But by all accounts, Ruben Kazan turned down a seven million pound bid. It might, I might be might, might be seven million euros actually uh, bid for him uh, from CSKA Moscow. So mm. you know you don't sort of lob that money around, especially they're not the richest club in the world. Probably the richest club in Russia, obviously, but you know, to 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 someone who's a who's a, who's rubbish, and I've seen a couple of videos, and you can never tell on YouTube videos, but yeah, I think um, it'd be interesting to see if he starts. I don't know if he comes straight in. I, I really, it's going to be interesting. I would actually. imagine he will. Like, yeah, it's yeah. going to be him or Ben Davis. I think. No offense to Kyron Gordon, I imagine that he'll 
Yeah, mm. he'll um, go probably maybe on the bench or whatever. But I imagine it'll be very more Ben Davies coming to that right hand side. Maybe right back if Baldock's not fit, actually. Yeah, you're probably right actually with Ben Davies. I would imagine if he's available, he would mm. he would start ahead of him. But if he's not available, then yeah, I would have thought you know we've signed this guy uh, to play, get him yeah. in. I mean, it, presumably this um, you know it suggests that Charlie Good is further away from fitness and possibly Chris Basham as well. I, I don't know. Yeah, I think the, the initial thing was all oh, the Basham's uh, injuries worse than we thought. thought. But it's an MCL. Of course it's a bad injury. Yeah, like... yeah, it's a bad injury. But I'm also hoping that it's, this is more down to do with Charlie Good's probably going to be never going to see him again, basically, in United shirt. Not that I hope that happens, but I'm hoping that's the case rather than Basham's out for the season. That will be one of the all-time most hilarious loan signings. So. It will. I think I can't see him coming back now. I don't see how... If Ben Davis gets fit again, and I know he's suffered in and out and we don't know what's going on in his personal life, but if he gets fit again, now we've got um, Captain Croatia, as I'm going to call him. Excellent. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, and then uh, you know, so that's two. And then Kyron Gordon, who's obviously done a really good job when, when he stepped in. Don't see good coming back if Basham's going to come back at any point this season. Yeah, if <laughs> a lot of ifs. Yeah, yeah, yeah very true. And Lapore, uh, I can't pronounce that either. The South End the guy who's uh, set line to South End, he's back as well now. So we have got quite a lot of numbers in there, if not experience. Mm, yes, indeed. Whereas, uh, yeah, Aramovic is certainly experienced. Um, I just want to talk quickly about the circumstances of this this signing because obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a transfer window and we are comfortably outside of that transfer window, which is why I I just happened to refresh Twitter like as United posted the sort of teaser video. And I was like, my first reaction was to check the date. Like, and I thought someone had retweeted it from like 2012. But um, yeah, so it was a total surprise to to see a new player sign. I knew we could pick up, Free agents. Yeah, um, I was expecting, if anything, like Andre Wisdom were trading, obviously, or someone of that ill. You know, but there were a couple of people talking about Martin Crane, yeah. who's still a free agent. That's the sort of signing I were expecting, really. Yes, and and this situation had completely passed me by, to be honest. That um, basically FIFA sanctions dictate that uh, the contracts that players have with um, Russia-based clubs are suspended until. Uh, well, until the end of the season, but I yeah. you know, imagine it will probably rumble on uh, for longer than that. Uh, and I think non-Russian players, as in uh, non-Russian nationals who are playing in Russia, have basically been told to try and find another club if that's what they want to do mm. um, and play for them during this this period, I suppose. And that is where um, Aremovic has become available. We've moved quite quickly, and I don't know, I feel like the club probably deserves a little bit of credit for this, right? Like, Mm. I think we are the first club in England to do this. I'm sure I saw an article on that earlier. Um, I think it was on the Daily Mail, actually, um, to take advantage of this situation. And it is obviously, look, it is obviously an awful situation, what's going on um, in Ukraine. Um, So really unique circumstances. But, yeah, I I don't know, this seems like a win-win for... United and Aramovich. very United like I think it's fair to say this sort of forward thinking whatever whatever however he turns out to actually go out there and and exploit this um, it's not even a loophole is it I suppose it's it's you know it's the, the new rules I think we've probably done it. I think we've done him a favour to be honest like you yeah know, oh yeah completely absolutely but well, I I got the view from the playoff challenges yesterday and a couple of people mentioned it you know Blackburn fans were saying you know fair play to him because that's the sort of thing that. You know, you're giving yourself the best opportunity to 
to get in the playoffs. It's another player. The worst case scenario is he's not very good, but he's only here till the end of the season. Yeah, that's it. It's a three-month contract to the end of the season. Um, I, I think it... Yeah, I don't know. All, all the signs are that this could go quite well, I think, in terms of, mm. you know, he's he's essentially putting himself in... He's still under contract at Kazan for another two years, I think. Um, yeah, I yeah, yeah. Earlier. But, you know, if he has a good three months here, then, <laughs> you know, who knows when his uh, contract at Kazan will, and football in Russia will resume again. I would imagine it probably not for a while. Um, yeah, he, he's got three months, essentially, to show what he can do in this country, in, um, in Western Europe, I suppose. And, um, yeah, pro- possibly earn himself a move to a, a team... Uh, at a higher level than us, I suppose, if it turns yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, but that's the thing. I mean, uh, the the best case scenario is he, he's fantastic and we get promoted. In that case, we might lose him for nothing, but he's got us promoted, so it doesn't really matter. You know, the, wor- the, the worst case scenario is rubbish and he's gone by the end of the season. I suppose the middle ground is, yeah, he's all right, we'll keep him. You know, he's, he's a steady bloke to have around. Yeah, and uh, he seems, you know, he's, he's some good sound bites, you know. Yeah. Seem, seems like he's... Uh, up for the challenge, grateful to be here. Uh, I think it was Heckingbottom said that we had our eye on him since he was an under-21 Croatia player. Yeah, Do you buy never... that? Yeah, well, they said we could never afford him, which right. I don't buy that because we're in the Premier League and we spent £23 million on Ryan Brewster mm. <laughs> last season. And the season before that, we were buying people like Luke Freeman and McBurney on masses amount of money. So I think we probably could have afforded him if we wanted to, but yeah. I don't know. That that uh, <laughs> I'm not going to accuse the club of lying, but I'm not yeah. sure that was the whole truth, to be honest. I imagine yeah, yeah. there was... We might uh, have been scouting him. We yeah, might have yeah, said, yeah. please want to keep an eye on. And then he's come up and you thought, yeah, why not? Then we, we realised he wasn't born in Ireland or <laughs> England. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh yeah. no, hang on, sorry. Wrong player. Move on. Um, so there you go. Uh, Filip Aramovic, free... A free player essentially for the next three months. Uh, I really struggle to see a downside of this. He's probably got more upside than uh, Andre Wisdom, who's not played any football for about yeah. ten months. I was blown away by that. I got. I like the idea of him as a backup, but I think Gordon's played well enough for me to say that Wisdom wouldn't have been much improvement, if at all. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, good stuff and. I expect he'll certainly be in the squad for Stoke um, at mm. the weekend. Um, right, should we move on to the the meat of this episode? Yeah. So, back in uh, November, I believe it was, right at the start of November, yeah. uh, we lost a game at Blackburn, 3-1, which in my head is 4-1, by the way. Like, I, yeah, I wasn't at this, which is probably why it's 4-1. It would have been about 15-1. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know why, but every time I like bring up this game in my own head, I'm like, yeah, that game, we lost 4-1, I got absolutely hammered. But it was only 3-1. Anyway, after that game, we decided to do an exercise, which I think, was this during an international break? It was, it was the international break. Yeah, the last one, actually, yeah. yeah of course, yeah. So good, good timing to bring this up again. We decided to rank the entire first-team squad in order of who we'd most like to keep and build around next season, because we were very sure at this point that we were on a trajectory for a mid-table finish with not yeah. a great deal to play for. So that has kind of uh, gone up in smoke. Although I think it was very, I think a very defensible take at the time. I went back and listened to the episode and we were sort yeah, of saying... Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. We were kind of saying, look, we're not alone in saying that these players are done. That seems to be quite a widespread opinion. So I... You know, I'll do. I'll defend my own take, I guess, back then, and uh, 
pat on the back for the players that have kind of proved us wrong, I suppose, which is what we're yeah. going to talk about. So, yeah, we ranked 27 players um, from build and keep around right down to this player is actively harming us. Please get rid of them as quickly mm. as, as possible with um, with players in the middle along the lines of like sell if you get a decent enough offer because we are going to have to turn this squad over at some point. Yeah. I think I think you noted actually at the time like there's a lot of 30-somethings in our first team squad yeah. at that point. Um, yeah. We excluded players who uh, were on loan and were unrealistic signings. So we didn't put Gibbs White on our list. Uh, we omitted Robin Olsen as well. Yeah. Although yeah. you did say you wanted to get rid of him at that point. Yeah, well, you know, well, as we'll see, I know my keepers, mate. <laughs> you certainly do. Uh, we didn't mention youngsters like Slater and Brunt and Laparta. Um, and we'll continue to leave those out. So what we're going to do here, we're not going to redraft the entire thing, but we are going to pick out a selection of players who've either moved up or moved down significantly yeah. in the, what we on, four and a bit months since we did this. So, yeah, we did it just before Jukanovic's last game, didn't we? We played, He managed two more yeah. games, a 0-0 yeah. draw with Coventry and a 1-0 win away at Reading. And then uh, Heckingbottom took over and the rest is... History, I suppose, for some of these players. Um, shall I? Shall I just run through our list first um, for where we were in November, and then we can yeah, jump yeah, into yeah, 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 yeah. Okie dokie. So the way we did it, we both drew up individual lists, and then we did it draft style. So, like, I think you had the first pick, I had the second pick, and then we alternated all the way down the list. So there's a few players that are in 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 spots that made me go like whoa <laughs> what are they doing in that yeah, slot yeah um we're not going to redraft it we're just going to say i think this player should be higher but here is the list illamin and jai was the consensus number 1 billy sharp at 2 daniel jebison at 3 john egan george baldock sanderberg ben osborne david mcgoldrick jack o'connell and ben davis rounding out the top 10 mm. then Norrington Davis, Chris Basham, Ollie Norwood, Rian Brewster, Lise Mousset, Jaden Bogle, Wes Fodringham, Ollie McBurney, Adeline Guediora at 19, John Fleck at 20, and then the final seven, Verips, Ender Stevens, Max Lowe, Jack Robinson, Luke Freeman, Ollie Burke, and Connor Hurahan, propping Idiot. up the entire list at yeah. 27. Now, we should say we still have 27 players on our new list, but we have, uh, well, we've offloaded Verips, haven't we? He's he's out the yeah. picture. Uh, we've offloaded Guediora, yeah, free yeah, transfer, yeah. and Luke Freeman and Ollie Burke are still on the books. But I've um, got them in my list. I, I have as well. I, yeah, they're yeah, still our players. 20, I've got the same. I've got twenty-seven players like last time. Yeah. So we've added in Karen Gordon and Adam Davis yeah. into our individual list. So that's that's where we are. That's where we drafted it in. November, where would you like to start? Into let, let's let's start on an upbeat note of someone that has you think should really climb up the rankings from where they were back in November to where they should be now. The biggest one, re, listening to that list that we did combined and and listening back to the episode is is for me is Jaden Bogle. Mm-hmm. I think we aren't probably going to have Gibbs White next season, and we aren't going to get anyone as good as him. So we better get better at creating chances from elsewhere. And I think when Gibbs White were out, Njai and Bogle were the main two, because Berg weren't playing at this point neither, or if they were, they were playing deeper. You know, when we went on that decent run where we beat Fulham and then we beat um, 
who the other guy, uh, Luton and all this. Berger and uh, Gibbs White weren't playing in that. And then Bogle mm. and Jai were the ones that really got the creativity going. I think Bogle in this system, and we actually did mention this in the in the last pod, that with the reason we put Bogle so far down is because we were playing with a back four and that mm-hmm. looked like that, that's how it was going to stay. And Bogle... I don't think he's great in a back four. I think he proved that earlier in the season. I don't. I don't think it's his game. I think his defending is his is his weak spot. Although he has been all right with that as well. To be fair, on wrecking bottom, I think with the three five two, I think we've missed him massively in these past like this past month or whatever it's been. Mm. We said it a few weeks ago, didn't we? If if you had what was it, Gibbs White, um, Bogle, Berg, Berger on the pitch at the same time. It would be almost unstoppable, essentially. Yeah. And obviously, Berger, and we'll come on to him, he's probably going to go, and Gibbs White is almost certainly going to go. He's the next one in line for me in terms of the the, the biggest creative talent that we've got. Um, and I thought it was fabulous once second bottom came in and we did three, went back to 3 5 2. Yeah. And even to be fair, he scored under in Yukanovic's last game, you know, and he, yeah. he got forward in that as well. And Real shame what happens. I remember against Peterborough, for instance. So, was that his last game or the second to last game or something like that that he played? He was really good in that, probably man of the match in that game mm. as well. And I think he was really coming into it. I know he's got an injury, but his age and everything, I think he's the, the main one, actually, to keep. Yeah, I think he's, he's, he's shot up the list. So we, we drafted him at 16, didn't, didn't mm. we? Uh, so let me just see. So you had him... 21st. You had him 21st on your personal list. I had him at, yeah. I had him at 12 myself. So My reason, by the way, behind that is, as, as we said at the, the last pod, these aren't our favourite players in order. These are who we think we should keep. And my thinking at the time was, he can't play in a back four. Mm-hmm. He's quite a saleable asset still. And we've got George Baldock. So why, why is he here? Why are we keeping him? I think things have flipped now, where now we've gone to a three-five-two, and the and the performances he's put in. I'm now I've put Baldock further down in this list because I'm thinking Bogle probably fits this system better. Yeah. So where where would you put him on on your on the new list then? I put him top. Top of the list. I, I will put him top of the list simply wow. because of how he and Enjai drove us in those mo- in those couple of months where we were in fantastic form. Once Gibbs White and Berger were out, because that's probably going to be the team next season. We know Gibbs White and Berger. And we still did really well. And I think Bogle were a massive part of that. Wow, you're moving him up from 16th to number I know, one. yeah. That is I've, I've changed this a lot around a lot of times. But the more I think about it, and I try to think about if I woke up tomorrow and he said, oh, he's gone, I'd be like, and, you know, we'd be most sort of gutted about in a, in a realistic yeah. sense, not an emotional sense. And, yeah, I think Bogle could be really important to us next season. Yeah, I, I moved him up to four on my list, so mm. he, he goes up 12 places for me as well. Yeah, completely agree with everything you say. He is... He is the player who has made the biggest jump, I think, in those mm-hmm. in those three months. There's, there's probably other players whose performances have improved to at least yeah. the same degree, but in terms of going from like, uh, we could probably afford to let this guy go to, yeah, we really need to keep this guy next season. Like this is the difference, and there's a couple of others coming up uh, who are uh, who are like this. For my, in my opinion, to a lesser extent, and why why I mean by a lesser extent is that Bogle's gone from someone who I thought. We may as well cash in on this guy because mm. he's not as good as Baldock as a right back, an orthodox right back. To this guy is going to be so important to us moving forward, especially if we don't go up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, should we talk? Oh, this is too negative. Should we talk about uh, a, a player that's declined the most from our list? 
I'll the... give you one that's really negative, but it's it's understandable. I had Jack O'Connell fourth in my list, which was just so desperate I were at that time. As I was listening back, I was like, are you mad? Why did you go for him fourth? <laughs> and I've got him in 24th in this one. It's two full seasons not playing. We all want the dream, obviously, but it's so unlikely that he's going to play at this level again now that, yeah, it's horrible because it's not his fault. But, you know, if, if you heard his contract had been cancelled tomorrow, I think everyone would be saying it was sad, but... You know, he's he's not a surprise. Uh, I've kept him sort of in the middle. I have moved him down on mine, so I've moved him down to sixteen. Down from we drafted him at number nine. He was in the he was in the top ten of our draft. Yeah, I had him at four, and like I said, I was listening back, thinking, "How desperate were you in that <laughs> <Not a black laughs> <thing> game?" <laughs> I still see. I think so. We when you get to the bottom of this list, it's like or closer to the bottom, it's like these are players we need to get rid of because they are harming us. Yeah, and all right, we are. We're paying for an injured player here. It's been this is for a the long only time, reason. But... Got, yeah, that, that's the only reason I've got him so low down. Again, it's not my favourite players or anything like that. It's purely because he is taking a wage, and it's highly unlikely he's ever going to play again for us. Yeah, but uh, I, I, assuming he does play again, I hope he you know he comes back with us. So yeah. I would I've moved him down a fair bit as well, but I'd still keep him around sixteen. Mid. Yeah, it, for me, he's above the line of like. We have to get this player off the books as quickly mm. as possible. Um, and we can talk about where that line may lie, actually, uh, later on. Because yeah, the the first time we did this, we drew the line of, like, we have to keep this player. I think after two players, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, yeah, which was Njai and Billy Sharp. Um, and I think yeah. that line would move down uh, quite a lot now. It would include a lot more players. Yeah, definitely. Um, someone else, I think, has dropped massively. Lise Mousset, I... Would move so he was at where is he on this draft list? We had him at 15. Yeah, I had him at 13. Yeah, yeah, and I've I've moved him down to 25 out of 27. I just it's I've got him, bo- I've got him bottom. Have you? That's yeah. fair enough. Um, I mean, look, we we talked about the hypothetical if if only he could be, yeah, not even stay fit, just like slightly more available than never available. Um, and he scored three goals at that point, obviously, for United. You know, he, we'd seen the, the old flashes of Moussa that he can do whenever he's on the pitch. Yep. He's just not yep. on the pitch. Obviously, he's been shipped out on loan now. His contract's up in the summer. There's there's absolutely no argument for keeping him at all, I don't he's think. He's barely played for his new club. I think there's two people at the bottom of this for me. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll go into the other one because I don't think it'd be a big, big surprise. Uh, Luke Freeman and Moussa, to me, are uh, by far the bottom two. You couldn't put Oli Burke in there, but at least Oli Burke is usually fit. Mm. You know, I know he's injured at the moment, but he's usually fit. Freeman and Moussa, Freeman and Moussa, between them, I, I, they've been, like, just never fit. Have they got 10 games between them, maybe 15 or something well, like this that? This season? Well, since they've signed. Oh, God. And Moussa, Moussa two, will have played Two injuries one. now. Like, last season, he were out for most of the season with Forrest, and this season, as soon as he went to Millwall, he's missed half the season with, with Millwall. I think he's up there now with Moose in terms of this guy's just not fit. He's not, you know... He, we're paying two players again there who are, are never going to be fit enough to play for us. And I think... I put Ollie Burke at 25th, by the way, but we... At least he's fit. <laughs> you know what I mean? At least yeah. we know that he's not got a, a, a load of injury issues. I know he's out at the moment, but one of the Millwall forum yesterday, apparently he's coming back in the next couple of weeks as the talk. Not that he's got an injury issue, but at least he could do something, you know, by just being fit. Whereas I think Freeman and Moose, to me, are the two that you think, 
yeah, it, we're paying them for nothing, basically. Yeah, so I have them, I have Musa 25, Freeman 26. Mm. Um, the reason, and I have Oli Burke right at the bottom, actually. Yeah. So my reason is, Musa and Freeman, uh, we can cut bait at the end of this season. We, do, we That's you know, fair. We stop paying them in three months, it's not a problem. Yeah. Um, it's obviously, you know, it's not great financially that we get zero return for our investment, if you like, yeah. but... The thing I have with Burke, I, the reason I have him now at the bottom is like, no, we he's still our player in the summer. We, mm. you know, presumably on Premier League wages, mm. he's not going to feature for us. I, I the just... thing what I'd say about Burke is we've got no strikers. The Sharp's out this weekend. We've got no. We've got McBurney and Jefferson. Would you want Burke back though? Because I don't no, think it no. makes a blind bit of difference if he if he were in the squad on Saturday. I would, and that say something. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I would much rather have. Yeah. Jefferson, McBurney, get a Sula on the bench again. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't see any value in him to us at all. Um, and unfortunately, he's under contract for, what, at least another year? Any idea? Yeah, Oof. it's another season, I think. The only the only time I sort of not missed Ollie Burke is when we're having the massive right-back issues when uh, Sariki played against Forrest. And I yeah. thought, I wonder if Burke, he did play right-wing-back for, uh, who were it? Uh, Alaves, in, was it, his Spanish club? Yeah, Alaves, that were it, yeah. yeah. And I thought, well, maybe he could have come in there and done a couple of games you know, just to get us through. But realistically, like, you know, he, he, we bought him as a striker. We've got no fit strikers, and I still wouldn't want him back. Yeah, his uh, contract is up in next year, next summer. So yeah. uh, I imagine he will be sold this summer, but it will be for zero. And yeah, it's. <laughs> I don't know if we'll have to terminate his contract or what, and that'll obviously yeah. cost us. So yeah, that's that's a bad time. Um, let's let's talk positives. Uh, my other. Big climber, if you like. So I moved Bogle up from 16 to 4th on my list. Mm. A player I moved up from... Where was he? It was 14th. I've moved him up into the top five. I presume you can guess who it is. Um, Is it... uh, Sorry, I was trying to be funny. I can't think of another rubbish. (laughs) (laughs) Rian Brewster. Rian Brewster. I've got Rian Brewster actually at 8th on this list. But yeah, go on. Hit me. I'd move him into the top five, and I started to sort of. Uh, I was like, "Am I overrating this kid's like one month performance? Mm-hmm. Like, how mm-hmm. good? How long was Brewster good? But it's just, I, I just think his value is massively, not massively. It certainly returned from where it was earlier in the season. He looked like mm-hmm. a footballer. He was yep. scoring goals, being creative, being He's dangerous. Exactly what we need now, right yeah. now, with sharp injured. Exactly. So I we had him as like a, you know, I, I think I think when we talked about him then we were sort of saying, well, we hope that this will come good, but ultimately, if somebody was to give us some money for him, we'd probably let him go. Whereas now, I think okay, this is somebody that you know, it it could be like a, a number one striker for his next season. Essentially, am I overrating his performance? No. I think he's definitely another player to build around, which is what all this list is about. I had him in eight because of what you said about that. He's had one good month and he's not looked like a footballer before that. I think he's shown really, really good signs. It'd be a massive shame if, if he fulfilled this potential that he's obviously got elsewhere. The reason I had him below some of the ones that we'll come on to later is because, I, again, I try to look at this as if I woke up tomorrow and these players were sold, uh, you know, how disappointed it would have been. And I would be really disappointed if we sold Brewster. But at the same time, that whoever's going to buy him is buying potential. 
which is what we did, but we're two years down the line, if you know what I mean, mm. with him. It'd be a real shame, though, to get rid of him now. And, yeah, I, I completely think next season, him, Billy Sharp will probably come on to later, probably Jefferson, and another, he'll be fine at this level as a four, you know, your four strikers. Yeah, and uh, younger players than some of the ones we've relied on. My my new top ten has, what's this? One, two, three, four, five players under 24, I think, under 23. Wow, I don't, I, I'm not sure about that, actually, there. But, yeah. Where have you got Jebison? Because you had him as your number two selection, I, so he ended up I top I had him three. as my number two, again, because I thought we were trying to, we, we need to build a team for next season because this season's over. He's actually going to land to number nine in my list. Mm-hmm, okay. It can only get better, but I think in terms of like, do I would I rather keep Brewster or Jefferson? This is where I sort of thought of it. I'd rather keep Brewster. Yeah. You know, because I don't think Jefferson even next season is probably going to hold down a first team place, and he might need a loan if Brewster comes back fit enough. But as I said, I think him, Brewster, and Billy and someone else, I'm absolutely fine with that. You know, I'm absolutely fine with giving Jefferson the sort of minutes he's getting now. To, to sort of get, but at the same time, it would be great for him to go out on loan as well. So, but if we're going to get rid of like sort of other players like Oli Burke and obviously Moussa is going to go, and we've seen how short we are now, strikers. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to have him around. I don't think he's the finished article. He's he's not, I, I don't even, you know, I don't want to say he's not good enough for the championship level at the moment because we haven't seen enough of him. But mm. I think a lot of people have had maybe a bit of a wake up call that he's not the next Messi. But he's 18 years old and he's definitely got a lot of attributes and I'm happy to keep him here. Yeah, it's interesting because when we recorded that last one, he hadn't really done much at Burton, no. as we said at the time. I think he'd only got a couple of goals. So in the interim, he obviously, well, did he win League One Player of the Month twice? He was certainly nominated yeah, for it multiple yeah. times. And everyone started thinking this guy, because obviously he scored in the Premier League and he did well in those in those short amount of games. I think, like I said, he's not really done fantastically well since he's come into the team or whatever, and he's even not been used in certain games. But he's 18, and he's the sort of player that if we have... Got, I'm, I'm basing this purely, I suppose, on if we don't go up. Yeah. you know, And, and he's the sort of player that we're going to have to try and probably play more and and build a team around all the younger players that we've got. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I moved him down from number three, um, largely because I think... Several other players have taken such big strides, to be honest. Yeah, where did you uh, have him in this list? Sorry, uh, I put him at seven on mine. Seven, yeah, yeah. So down from three to number seven. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, still, still a big part of it. Um, do you want to take your Wes Fodringham victory lap now? We've, I think we've put it off long enough, haven't we? I've got Wes at three. Um, three? No, num- you can't. number three, number three, a massive jump of eleven places. Um, I think it's really hard to find a stable keeper at this level with no money, and we've got one here on small wages. I don't think his form can be classed as a fluke anymore. I think if he carries on the performances that he is doing, then, well, he's the best goalkeeper in the league as it stands. You know, That's what all the stats say. I don't expect him to keep that run of form on, but we don't need a massively good goalkeeper. We need an average goalkeeper, and I think he's proven to be more than that. So, by but you think it's absolutely essential we hang on to him, essentially, is what you're saying. If you've got I think it's a, a place, so not for next season, that we've struggled with. As soon as Ramsdale went, Verrips came in, Olsen came in, you know, all the and, and it made it, it sort of became sort of evident to me or clear to me that it's difficult to get a decent goalkeeper, you know, mm. you can rely on to just sort of not make loads of mistakes. We were all saying, if only we'd have kept Simon Moore. I think Fodringham's better than Simon Moore. I think. He's 
he doesn't even have to carry on these sort of performances. I think we've got a, a good championship goalkeeper there on barely any wages, I would have thought. And we can keep him in the goal. He's probably not going to attract any interest and it's, it's just another position that we don't have to, to worry about. So I, I laughed at you when you picked him at number 17 on, on our list back mm-hmm. in um, back in November. And you made me laugh again, saying he's at number three. So yeah, well, this is making it. me look like well, an idiot. I, the reason I'm saying it is because I think it's important to... to Ultima were an absolute disaster. Verrick's were a complete disaster. If Wes hadn't been here, I don't know what we'd have done. Obviously, we've got Adam Davis we've not seen. Mm. I think it's just a position sorted now. I, I don't... I, I, you know, I thought I'd be going into this season. When we did the last draft, thinking, right, we need that's another position we need to fill goalkeeper. Mm. I think it's really important to keep hold of him, simply because we don't think we'll get anybody as good as him or as good as he's playing for the wages he's on and, and for a free transfer, which is pretty much what we'll probably be looking at. I'm going to get a reputation for doubting Wes, I think. I believe um, you're having a go at all Wes. <laughs> I'd just like to say, by the way, I had him high last time because I, I, you're in the category of he's not doing any harm rather than... <laughs> you did say <laughs> every every club needs an amazing keeper. I just thought that there's people on our books still, in fact, and it's certainly them, they were getting lots of money. We couldn't move them, and they were arming our performances. Wes was just a, an all right backup keeper. I felt. I just, I, I just really do. I can't, I can't praise him enough. And I think, I don't expect him to carry this form on, but he doesn't need to. And I think it's just mm. that goalkeeper position nailed down now. Yeah, that's fair. And there is, uh, I think, what you said about he's probably not on that much money. I know we signed him in the Premier League, but he was signed as a backup. Wasn't mm. he? Um, obviously, I think he was third choice, really. Wasn't he? Uh, probably was, yeah. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of value in that, in having a position sewn up with somebody that you're not actually laying out massive wages for. I had yeah. him at 12. I'd moved him up five places. I think it's been great. I don't know. I don't know. It's it, it Anti-West is... agenda. I know. <laughs> he, I mean, it is the probably the best, se- best season of his career. Is it... Is it gonna continue i hope so like he's only 30 and a like he's still like peak age for a goalkeeper yeah the thing is if we i think and you might disagree with this but if we're doing a player of the year right now i think it's between billy sharp wes and gibbs white yeah and let's say wes could easily win it let's say we win the playoffs and he saves four in the you know in the playoff final penalty shootout he'll probably win it and then you're letting go of your player of the year which it'd be ludicrous that's fair yeah but uh, I don't know. I, I just I'm still not quite buying the he's irreplaceable type thing. Uh, no. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm not, like I say, this time next year I could well be saying, "Well, remember when he were good? What happened? You know, what I mean? <laughs> it was the right fluke spell that he went on." But I think he's been a long enough run of games now. He's been our first choice since November. Yeah, he's been great. Don't get me wrong. He, he looks a really good championship goalkeeper. Like, but let, let me put it like this: like, let's say he, let's say he plays like this for the rest of his career. That is a very good championship goalkeeper, but I don't know if that... I, I wouldn't put that in my top 10 most important players to hang on to and build on to. It is obviously important that you have a good goalkeeper, but I just... I don't know. Maybe I'm overrating the ease with which you can find another good goalkeeper. Look at Simon Moore. He was our third choice and, or fourth yeah. choice. Yeah, and he's yeah, been yeah. really good in the championship. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I think, yeah, this is a reflection more on... Uh, what I'd prioritise in terms of building a squad, I think, than like how well he's done. But yeah, he certainly moves up quite significantly. Um, should we talk? Do you want to pick out someone else who's moved significantly up or down on your own list? Uh, let's look who's moved 
I mean, like I said, I touched on him earlier. George Baldock for me has gone from number three to number eleven, which is less to do with him and more to do with how much Bogle gives us. As I said, um, maybe we should keep him because Bogle's injury. We're not sure. You know, he should be back next season, start of next season, but maybe not. But keep hearing these rumours about Baldock, you know, being linked with other clubs and stuff. And I start thinking, now nah, you know what I mean. If we do need to raise money, that might not be a bad. Bad, bad person to let go if he, if he's if he's still in the five million six million bracket range or whatever we talked about. Yeah, I've I've got him exactly there as well. Eleven actually. Yeah. For basically I don't know, if he's here next year, I'm delighted. But if we're needing to raise money, he, there's a lot of players in front of him. I'd, I'd like to sell less, if you know what I mean, than than Baldock. Mm. Uh, let's talk about the player. I think is hmm, I think a player that has improved performance wise the most in these three or four months uh, who isn't Jaden Bogle mm. Ollie Norwood yes so we had him at 12 in fact I think that's right yeah yeah 12. I had him at 11th and you must have had him about 12 13th uh, I had him at 17 on mine I realise but right. yeah we, we drafted him at 12 and you I think you said at the time this is where you're going to get angry messages from people saying I can't believe you've got him so high at number mm. 12 yeah I'm, I would move him up into the top 10, definitely. So I, I'd only move him up five places, I think, but I think this is a good spot to talk about. I've, I've got just, fifth. Fifth, yeah, that's fair enough. Um, I think it's just a good spot to talk about how important, maybe not important is the right word, but just how much right. he's improved. I think it's important. I think he's so hard to replace. You know, you, you look at Fleck and you think, I can imagine a midfielder coming in and doing his job, maybe not to his level, or certainly not the level that he's produced in the past. He's such a... Such a hard thing that Norwood does, I think, in terms of just you know being that sort of deep lying. Not really, it's not really a playmaker, is it? And just keeping things going. We've seen when he's not there. I think now, if if you talk to most fans, I I think they'd say if you can keep Egan, Norwood, Sharp, Gibbs, White fit, they've got a chance. Yeah. And and nobody thought that with Norwood. That's the spine of the team, and he's really important to it. He has bad games. He has games where he, he gets you know overrun. I think if you could put legs next to Norwood to do his running for him, he could play in that position for years still. Mm, interesting. Yeah, he's definitely moved from um, player we probably need to let go and his best days are behind him to, mm. yeah, this guy's still got it. He's actually such a key cog of our team. and that's... I actually said on the last pod, obviously, on the on the November pod that we did this, that I, he's the one midfielder we've got. I imagine him going somewhere else and doing well in the championship. Mm. And he needs a certain system. And I don't think it worked at all under Slav because we were so open and he hasn't got the legs to do it. Yeah, We've gone back to a system that really complements him. I still personally will come on to the other two major, main midfielders, obviously, in a bit. But I still don't think he's got a partner that complements him as well as we probably could have. I think Fleck is in and out. You know, he, he can have good games and other times he looks a bit sluggish and slow. Hurahan's very similar to Norwood. I think Norwood's better, though. I think he, he offers more. Mm. But, you know, he doesn't really offer those legs that Norwood hasn't got. I just think if you had a, a box-to-box midfielder next to Norwood, I think he'd look even better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, he's he's improved massively. He's, he's definitely gone from me being kind of happy to see him depart at the end of this season perhaps to mm. yeah i think certainly if we're still in the championship he has to be you know the the main man in midfield again and we should yeah yeah build the team around him essentially which is incredible to say from the first yeah. 3 months of the season where he was really be- poor 
And there's still people who don't like him, and there's still people, and he does frustrate me. You think, oh, he's having one of his Norwood games, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not saying this guy is, but I'm, again, I'm thinking in the Championship, by the way. All these are me presuming we're not going to go up, because I think in the Premier League, he'd actually be further down than a lot of other players, because I don't think he's, I don't think it works for him yeah. <laughs> in the Premier League. But I'm talking about in the Championship, I've seen see loads of sides, obviously, this season. Not many have got players as good as him. And he, he, he isn't sort of, he's not, he's got, we've talked about how he offers nothing as a goal threat, you know. <laughs> he's got the most, like, interceptions and stuff this year. I think we, he's one of those sort of players, I think, when, when he's, once he's gone, five years down the line, people say, oh, good Rolly Norwood, if we only had yeah. someone like him, now." Nah. <laughs> yeah, indeed. I like his character as well in terms of, yeah. you know, what he's shown on the pitch in the last few months. He, mm. I said it a few weeks ago, like, I think after the Borough game, actually, like, he played like a, a stereotypical captain in that game. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I I put a lot of stock into that in when the team was floundering so badly for such a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, one that pains me a bit, I had McGoldrick. We drafted McGoldrick in number eight, and I actually had him in my top five. But on my revised list, I've had to move him down to 15. Um, yeah. And this is largely because of his injury. And yeah, his I bought age and his contract. So similar kind of range yeah. there, yeah. Yeah, and I had him. I didn't have him much higher last time because I thought, due to his age rather than anything else, but this injury has put him into the probably say goodbye. As horrible as that is, I know it's terrible, isn't it? Like, yeah. I just think giving him a new contract is probably a risk if we're in the championship that we can't afford mm. to take. I'm with you, and that, that is really sad, but. You know, we have to be... Well, I hope the club's... You know, there's several players on contracts here because the club wasn't particularly pragmatic, I think. And Yeah. yeah this is scarred by certain other players who we've given contracts to, rewarded them, and then you think, realistically, they were obviously past their peak and we should have got rid of them. I think Dids is definitely in that, in that category. And I think, yeah, I just... I don't... I don't think he's worth the risk as good as he's been. I don't think you can be too sentimental. He's not doing what Billy Sharp has done this season, for instance, where you can turn around and say, well, forget everything that's gone before. Sharp has been fantastic this season. Let's just go on this season. He deserves a contract. I think if Dids were a, a new signing and he'd just played this season, then he got this injury and you had the chance to get rid of him, you probably would. Yeah. So what I remember what I said about him on that November pod was um, we... Uh, we, we we haven't really found the right role for McGoldrick in the team as it was playing yeah. at that point. And I was sort of saying, maybe we need to try and find that role because the team is really struggling and he looks good most times he's on the pitch. Mm. Now, in the end of March, the team isn't struggling anymore. It, you know, We've found a system that works and is yeah. very dynamic, even with a lot of missing players. And Again, well, suddenly I I don't see where McGoldrick fits into this. Team. I, I what I'll say to him about him, should I say, is that when Eckingbottom first came in, he was integral to that sort of mini run when we beat Cardiff and yeah, uh, even West Brom. Obviously, he started against West Brom, didn't he? Before he got taken off, and he were re- and I think he he has a role to play if he was fit and younger. <laughs> yeah. I just think with his contract being up, it just seems like a no brainer. Yeah, uh, I don't, it's horrible. It's it horrible. Is, yeah. don't, I don't like talking about that. So uh, that'll be what, one of the major ones. Everyone talks about Sharp. Everyone talks about Basham. If Dids goes, yeah, there'll, there'll be tears in the Roy HQ. <laughs> <laughs> um, another player that's moved up. I've moved Jack Robinson up 
moderately significantly. Sorry, Hal. Uh, <laughs> your boy Jack Robinson still still in the high teens for me. So he's um, we had him at twenty four. I would move him up to nineteen. Am I being harsh? Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. Yeah. I suppose the question we Jack Robinson is. Does three months of really good displays warrant a new contract, or do you look yes. at the past few years? I think he's been. I'm really pleased for him because I think he'll almost certainly be in the championship next season, whatever happens now, because of these performances. Someone's going to pick him up. And I didn't see that when we last did this, the, this draft thing. I thought this guy is heading to League One. He's playing that, you know, he's, he's at that poor of a time here. If we signed him and he was on. Pretty, you know, not much money, and he were a, sort of a backup to a what, you know, a, a, maybe a more younger centre, less centre half. Happy with that, and I never thought I'd say that about Robinson. You know, he's built again. He's three months of good displays, which I might be sort of being a bit of an hypocrite because I've obviously put Wes so high after what five months of good displays, but Wes never put in the sort of performances Robinson did prior to that. So, and I think also I know this is a different position, but like Fodringham's highs have been high mm. and Robinson like I know he's chipped in with a couple of goals but yeah ultimately like the best case for him is just not making mistakes yeah I think we can improve still on Jack Robinson even if we're in the championship but as I said he's he's now got to a stage where I'm happy to have him around which I never thought yeah. before yeah that, no, that's fair when I was thinking about this I was like in my head now Jack Robinson is a is a replacement level championship defender. Yeah. As in, we could find a replacement probably for not very much money. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But on the flip side, the reason I've moved him up is he's already here. He's left footed. That's a big asset if, you know, in this squad, yeah. it seems like. Uh, he's got the old uh, long throw, which we never seem to use properly. But... <laughs> we, never, we never score off it anyway. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he has improved. He's, he's put yeah. in th- the best three months of his Blaze career have been in the last few months. And, Maybe that's a trajectory that will continue. Uh, I, I just don't know what his ceiling is. And the fact he's out of contract, I'd be all right with him leaving, to be honest, and even you know, with with this improvement in his form. So, yeah. It's one of these sort of things with Jack Robinson. If we don't go up and he leaves, people will be saying, oh, you know, that were a really safe guy that we had there. We should have kept hold of him as a squad player. And if we keep him, there's going to be people who are saying, if that's the future, Jack Robinson, you know what I mean? So... It's going to be difficult, I think, either way. I think, um, yeah, but fair play to him for doing so well over the last three months. Yeah. In an ideal world, he wouldn't be starting for us. Like, Ben Davis would be starting a left yeah. back. That's why we signed Ben Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm convinced that Ben Davis is a much better uh, player in that position. Well, I'll just say, yeah. I've got I've got Ben Davis in. I've actually gone fairly low down in a way. I've got 13th purely because... Mm. I purely, I'd like to keep... If he were free, it'd be higher. It's just that... I don't know if we're going to be able to afford him next season because I imagine he's on quite a, a decent wage that we're paying Liverpool. I'd love to keep him, and I think in this system he looks really classy as well. And it's less about his his uh, weakness in terms of strength and stuff like actual weakness. I mean, mm. um, because he, he doesn't get found out as much, and I think long term he'd be a fantastic asset. I just don't know if we can afford him. Yeah, maybe not. I've left him at ten, Ben Davis. Sign him, sign him, yeah. sign him. Please sign him. I think he'll be really yeah, good. Yeah, well, if, if if he came now that oh he's been released, he'd be a lot higher. But yeah. I just think for the money that we'd have to pay for his loan, you know, either his loan fee or his wages or whatever it'd be at Liverpool. You know, Liverpool rip everyone off, <laughs> so, especially us. Especially us. <laughs> you know, if Liverpool say around and say we want seven million for him, which they could, yeah, then, then I I won't pay that. But if Liverpool said you can have him for free, yes, please. Yeah. 
Fair dues. Uh, go on, pick another player to uh, discuss. Well, I'll tell you what. I, well, number one last time, Renjai, and I've got him at number two. Okay. Fair um, I think he's not been as good in the past month or so. But even against Blackpool, I think we showed glimpses again. He showed glimpses again of what we've got. And if we aren't going to go up, the idea of Bo and as, as I said earlier, Enjai and Bogle really took on the mantle when Gibbs White were out mm. and Berger were out. And I think I like I love the idea of Brewster, Enjai, Bogle, all these players all coming together in a young squad. So although he doesn't deserve to be in the team at the moment, uh, I, I think Berger and Gibbs White are better. I think he's such a talent, it'd be ridiculous to even think about letting him go. Yeah, I left him at number one. Uh, nothing. You, yeah, my, one NJ too, but yeah. Yeah, my opinion on him hasn't changed in the last few months. To be honest, mm-hmm. I still think he's immensely talented. He's our player. I think it, he's been kept out of the team by one of the best English players, young English players in uh, Gibbs White. He's playing tonight for the England under twenty ones, and a full Norwegian international who cost twenty two million pounds. That's no slight on him. No, no, exactly. So uh, yeah, I left him at number one. Uh, I moved Osborne down quite a bit. Okay. We had him really high. We had him in top ten, mm. number seven. Mm. Um, you actually had him at number four, didn't you, on your own list? I think that's right. yeah. yeah. I've moved, I'll move him down to 13. I, I think... So this is another player who's out of contract in the summer. He is a player I'd like to keep, but I think... I think he's become less important in recent months. He's been mm. out of the team, obviously, with injury. The team's coped pretty well, but I'd, I'd still like us to keep hold of him. I just think it's yeah. it's less important now than I felt that it was in November. I've got him at 12. Okay. Um, so not much higher than you. I think... He's a fantastic utility player. We obviously can play right back now. So, you know, that's another asset, another string to his bow. And I'd love to keep him. And I think wherever he goes next season, they've got a good player at championship level and someone who I wouldn't want to come up against in terms of because, you know, you know he's going to make life off you just due to his work rate alone. I think the problem he's got is he's still not, still not held down a first-team spot. I personally would love to see him at left wing-back. I think he... Mm. Everything I've seen suggests that he's our best left wing-back, but he never plays there for Eckingbottom, for Jukanovic, you know, so they mo- and Wilder. So there must be something there that, that that's holding him back for that position. Yeah. I think, yeah, that is it, isn't it? Right right now, he isn't, he isn't number one for us in any position apart from... No. Uh, right wing back where we're down to like option number 23 or something yeah well, I can and say he it would be for me I think he's better than Norton Davis and yeah. Stevens and he's above both of those players on my list but same yeah we, the three managers have not picked him there consistently so there's got to be something there that maybe defensively that we haven't seen or yeah. and I actually I have to admit I've not seen him at left wing back that much we must be talking a handful of games so there must be something there that and he's out of contract, obviously, which is another big thing. Yeah. I really hope we can keep him, but uh, I'll understand if he wants to go and be a starter somewhere mm. else. I'm sure there'll be other championship clubs that would love to have him in their midfield or mm. uh, wing-back or wherever. So, yeah, I will we'll, I will have him at uh, 13. You said 12, didn't you? Yeah, um, 12, yeah. A player who was my first thought in terms of which player is going to have moved down this list the most, and this was the name that I jumped to, I actually only moved him down four spots because we ranked him quite low anyway. But Ollie McBurney slides down to 22 for me. Yeah. Um, same here, exactly the same, 22. It's not been a good few months for him. Uh, obviously, some of that is out of his control with uh, illness and injury, but 
he has moved down into the tier of like if we can get this player off the books, we should absolutely yeah. do it, I think, which is... I think the best way of describing this is McBurney and Brewster were seen as a pair, where they almost like two mm. massive flops as strikers. Well, you can see on our list, they're miles apart now, I think. And that's just yeah. purely a couple of good months from Brewster. <laughs> yeah, which, which McBurney hasn't done. And we we no. said on the last pod, we, had, we, we did talk about both those players together, we said... These are two players we think could climb the most yeah. if we revisited this in a few months. And yeah. yeah, Brewster has gone up nine places on my own list. McBurney's gone down four. There's now 13 places. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, 13 places. I can't do maths. Sorry. 17 places between them on my personal list. Yeah, it's, 15 it's, between them and mine, but yeah. It's just not been anything to suggest this is a guy we need to build around, right? Like, I, do, I hope that, you know, we're doing this at the end of the season. We've gone up. McBurney's got 10 in the final eight, you know, and it just doesn't look like it's going to happen, does it? And I 10? think he needs, yeah, That's um, over two. Oh, you know, two, yeah, whatever. Three. <laughs> one. Look, he's one goal, McBurney. I mean, this is the thing. When Sharp got injured, on, um, and obviously we still don't know anything about that, when he got injured against Barnsley, Obviously, you think, oh, no, Sharp's out. But one of the biggest reasons we were so upset, it's not like Gibbs-White's out and nobody can replicate what Gibbs-White does because he's such a talent, or even Berger, or even Norwood, you know, they play a particular way. It's that the options are now so limited because Bruce is... If Bruce was still here, I think the Sharp injury situation would have been less of a, a disaster than it yeah. might be. And I think we've got an 18-year-old kid who we've talked about might not even be, you know, ready for this level... And a guy who's not scored in 15 months? Yeah, 15 months, yeah. It's outrageous, really, isn't it? You can't defend it. Yeah. Um, if anything, I feel odd that he's at 22 out of 27, to be honest. But oh, can I ask you, if you want to move, are you ready to move on? Who you got at 23rd? Connor Hurahan. I've got Ender Stevens at 23rd. I've got him at 24. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, because I've got O'Connell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I wonder when you put Stevens, yeah. I'm glad yeah. I thought we'd get a better hammer for this. So I'm glad you've gone Stevens solo. <laughs> I moved, yeah, I moved him down slightly. It's, it's on a big contract. Like, and he's, yeah, that's it. That's it. It's two years now of him looking less than good. And I'm being generous. Uh, yeah, he's, what is he, 31 now? We're, yeah. For whatever you think of our other left-wing backs, we do have quite a few of them. Yeah, he uh, he is probably one of my favourite players of the last ten years. But um, if we can move him on this summer, I think that's the best thing to do. I um, think Norrington Davis has been better than him this season when they've when they've played. Not, you know, he's really improved Norrington Davis the last couple of months. But I think he has been better than him. And if we can keep Osborne on a on maybe a lower wage as a as a backup or them two vying it out, I'd much prefer both of them to Stevens personally. And you're saving the huge wage that he will be on. His wage that he'll be on, I dread to think, to be honest, because he got such a a pay rise, obviously, and he was one of the best. We had to pay him, basically, yeah. with that, because he might have even been snapped up at that point. But... It was deserved. Like, let's not... I don't want to rewrite yeah, history yeah, on that. Completely. Don't, don't want to say, like, oh, he didn't deserve it. And, you know, and if we hadn't given him that contract and he'd have left, everyone would have been, why didn't we give him the contract? We should have given him the money. The thing is, now I class him as probably our third best maybe fourth best behind Max Lowe, wing-back, yeah. and he's probably in the top five wages. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Well, you keep referring to him, uh, to me, as like a 34-year-old, don't you? Which I think says it, I think <laughs> yeah. says it all, because that's kind yeah. of how he's played for the last couple of years. He's only, I'm glad to have him back in the squad, don't get me wrong. I think Norrington yeah. Davis is very, I mean, very average, to be honest, from what I've seen. I don't think he's, 
it's not like, oh, well, now we've got Martin Davies, we can get rid of Stevens or anything like that. But at the same time, I think, as I said, I think that Osborne, Martin Davies, and even Max Lowe are more than enough to warrant Stevens not being here. Yeah, I moved Max Lowe up from uh, 23 to 18, actually. Purely... Yeah, I've got him 18. Yeah, I've got him 18. Value in it, you know. That's he's had it. A, he's had a good season. Uh, he's he's worth something now. He may even be worth something to us in a football sense. I mean, he was yeah awful. Well, that, I can say in this system, us, but... yeah, in this system, maybe it would be an asset to us. But again, wages apparently that he's mm-hmm. on, and the fact we have loads of left wing backs. <laughs> yeah, he's and and he's probably the one player really that we've got proper interest for. Is yeah, that's why he's so low for me, but. I think again. I think he offers us more than Stevens in a uh, in a money sense. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I slotted in Kyron Gordon and Adam Davies right next to each other at twenty yeah, and twenty-one. <laughs> same again. <laughs> Fair do. So Davies is. I mean, we just don't know. Like, I mean, he's, yeah. he's, he should be a good championship goalkeeper. He hasn't played a single minute for us, obviously. Yeah. Uh, he's only here till the end of the season, right? Is in that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because we, we've been linked with the uh, oh, the Brazilian else. dude Braga. Is it? Uh, yeah, some Brazilian yeah. goalkeeper. Uh, Karen Gordon, he's done. I think he's done a really good job, but he is yep. ultimately still a youth player at the very start of his career. Get him out on loan as yeah. soon as you can. Hopefully, the games he's played at the Championship means he sort of bypasses the non-league. I'm hoping that mm. the fact that we can sell him on as oh, this guy played five games for us or whatever it's been in the Championship. Do you want him to a, to a League Two club and he can go through? You know, he can sort of maybe jump ahead of the other youth team players that we've got because of that. Love yep. to see him. I think he needs a season out alone, basically. Like, it's nothing against him. I don't want to sell him or anything, but I've got him in 20th because I think he he needs first-team football. Yeah, I couldn't in good conscious, conscience put him... Uh, I think that's right, conscience? Consciousness? Good conscience. Conscience, yeah. Yeah, put him uh, above the other 19 players that are ahead of him. No, Just because no. they're all experienced pros who've either done it recently with us or have done yeah. it in the past with us or someone else. So, all right, is there uh, anyone else you want to mention sort of just very quickly in, in passing to finish off? No, I think the only ones we've not mentioned is Sharp, who is still top five for me or top ten or whatever. Hmm. Um, just important. I think we'll we see how much we've missed him. I think he's definitely worth another year. Basham, again, we'd like to see him stay if possible. Sander is the hardest one, I think, because... Probably I'm still our most valuable asset. Um and he might might get a couple of sidings by selling him, but he's showing his best form, so it'd be sad to see him go now, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Well give, give me your top ten actually, in order. My top ten was number ten, John Egan. Uh-huh. Number nine, Jefferson, eight Brewster, seven Berg, six Bash, five Norwood, four Sharp, three Wes, two NGI, one Bogle. Fair enough. Mine was quite similar then. I had Ben Davies ten, Basham nine. Norwood 8, Jebison 7, Egan 6, Brewster 5, Bogle 4, Berger 3, Sharp 2, and Jai 1. And as I said, yeah. that's... I mean, what's Ben Davis? Is he 25, something like that, I think? Yeah. Six. So I've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 players there under the age of 25, I think. Yeah. Um, and I'd, I'd have had Ben Davis in my top 10 if, if I thought there were a real chance of signing him, to be honest. Yeah, fair enough. Conor Hurahan propped up the entire lot last time. Mm. I'd move, I've moved him up slightly to 23, but ultimately, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I've got 19. I think it all depends on wages. He's a nice player, but as I said, I think we need someone with more legs next to Norwood. Yeah, indeed. Just Sam Morgan gives White on a permanent, and then uh, yeah, just do that. Everything yeah. will be rosy, <laughs> right, mate? That was good to uh, good to revisit. Uh, where, where would you draw the line now between like 
players you we want to hang on to and uh and play and you know you're okay to sell i think around 16th with yeah, jack robinson for me i've got jack robinson in 16th i'd be all right with him staying but i wouldn't be that sad if he goes below that you've got dids and low and hurahan and mcburney yeah. they're the ones i yeah you know if, if we could keep the 16 above jack robinson i'd be fairly happy with that uh, obviously with some additions as well and if we could get rid of the ones below that then yeah happy days yeah I, i'd go around yeah 12 13 14 um yeah yeah, I've got Norrington Davis below that line, so maybe I've got Norrington Davis fifteenth. I, I still think we could do with a better left wing back than him, or at least someone to challenge him properly. Yeah. Uh, but I'm all right with having him, having him around in the squad. Yeah, fair dues. All right, mate. Well, we've, we've yammered on for a while, so we'll try and wrap it up there. Um, I don't really have any thoughts on Stoke yet because my attention's not turned to that. But uh, yeah. you're looking for that? Looking forward to that one, presumably? Yeah, going to that one. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, never been to Stoke before. I think it'll be a really tough game, actually. Um, hmm. I think they're, they're really at a miss, but I think they can beat anyone um, on the day. So, yeah, but I'm looking forward to it, and hopefully we've got some players back. Yeah, that's that's going to be interesting. I guess we'll find that out in the next couple of days, won't we? Presumably there'll be a press conference on Thursday. It's usually yeah. a press conference day, isn't it? So, yeah, we're hanging on for news of Sharp and Basham, Bulldogs. I love all this. Everyone's names. gone quiet on Sharp. There's been no press they're conferences. They're all on holiday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well-deserved holiday for most yeah, of them, exactly. I think. Uh, now, so mate, do you want to plug uh, the various things you've been uh, been various up to? Things. Yeah, so I've got a view on uh, the playoff challenges. Um, so that's Udderfield, Blackburn, Millwall, QPR, Luton, uh, Forest. Forest aren't uh, playoff challenges, mate. They're already up, aren't they? Forest fans think they've got a chance of top two. They're like, if we win every game, it's like that's not as easy as it sounds, mate. <laughs> <laughs> like, Ten games, you're, you're nine. But yeah, they're um, other than Forest, the rest of them are all sort of biting the nails I think particularly the ones already in the playoff places Yeah, uh, and we've got a Maidley episode coming out tonight at midnight Whoa, uh, midnight about, release yeah midnight release and it's uh, queuing up for uh, to listen to that it's, it's about Grange Hill oh fantastic I really enjoyed the theme tune episode I, I think uh, I think I could just listen to an hour and a half of you two just singing theme tunes to be honest you've, <laughs> you've both got fantastic voices i got to say oh Congrats. really right well yeah. no one's ever said that to me before <laughs> 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 that is living with Maidley. Uh and check out the view from Ruben Kazan as well on Roy'sViewfrom.com, which is very much worth your click. I really uh, I really did uh, you have a sort check of influenced that one. me, I have to admit that to be fair, because I said that I might just make him up and you said actually you should do that and I'm like, actually yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's almost April first, the timing yeah. of the signing, yeah. Nice one, mate. Well thanks so much for doing this in your evening as always. And um yeah, I'll I'll uh, speak to you later. I hope you have a great time at Stoke. Hopefully come back with three points and a a good day out of the footy. And uh, yeah, I will catch up with you soon. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Bob. Cheers. Hi, everyone. Thanks, as always, for downloading and listening. And thank you also to NordVPN, who sponsor BladesPod. Using a VPN has tons of security benefits and conveniences. I use NordVPN to significantly boost my own online privacy and security. It works by encrypting my traffic on web and mobile, so I never have to worry about unsecure websites or apps. One very handy thing for uh, football fans particularly is the ability to switch your virtual location 
uh, and and stream various things, including perhaps games of football, uh, with just a single click. So that is really easy to do. Uh, very, very handy feature indeed. Uh, and BladesPod listeners get a special offer off NordVPN. All you have to do is go to nordvpn.com slash bladespod or use the code bladespod to get 70% off your NordVPN plan and an additional month free. It's risk-free with NordVPN's 30-day money-back guarantee. So just head over to nordvpn.com slash bladespod now and get your discounted plan. Thanks again for listening. We will be back next week. <laughs>